You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here are your hosts, Peggy Ann Saltz and Shahab Zagari. The following is an encore segment of Mobile Presence. Welcome to Mobile Presence. As always, bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove, providing custom research and content marketing for the global mobile industry and offering mentoring and consulting to mobile startups. And I'm Shahab Zaghari, award-winning filmmaker and executive director of marketing at Higher Ground Creative Agency. So, Shahab, as you can imagine, app addict that I am, we're going to dedicate yet another show to the business of apps. So not long ago, we had an author of an amazing ebook tell us how he survived the apps top the charts. Right. And we're going to continue... It was indeed, and it uh, did really well as well on social media. And, of course, it's over at the cranberry.fm website and also on our widget and on iTunes, etc. So continuing this series of app success stories, we pick up with a company, an app, Avakin Life. That's an app that allows users to meet and mingle in an, an uber cool type of 3D virtual world. So it's curious, are you into don't have time for these kinds okay, of apps yeah. life things of that nature definitely held concerts and things of that nature in second lot Very cool. uh, yeah, i do definitely remember a fan. second life i remember writing about it when it first came out and just saying you know this was amazing and this is going to do something and well <laughs> you know we've heard of these types of 3d virtual worlds and we're going to be hearing more about these going forward well you know 3D virtual world apps like this, they, they're going to be hot. They're going to be hotter. You know, there's a lot of technology, a lot of interest. But, you know, this is a different type of app. This was a few years back. And if you haven't heard of Avakin Life, then that means that actually the company behind it, Lockwood Publishing, the company that made the app, is really on the mark with their user acquisition and promotion strategy because even though the company didn't spend a cent on advertising and acquiring users, Shahab, 
It has been able to chalk up 17 million installs and counting, build a loyal and global community of app advocates, generally lay the groundwork to be a sustainable business that's uh, you know on a new growth swing. Wow. Now, let loads without spending on those organic installs. I mean, yeah. I think the question in my mind, and the question certainly uh, every indie developer listening in is, how did Lockwood do it? That's exactly why we have the CEO and founder, Holly Bjornsson, on the show today. He is you know, the CEO and founder of Lockwood Publishing, the force behind this app, and generally going to tell us exactly how he did that. You know, How do you drive installs without spending on advertising, which is really important for all the indie developers listening in. So great to have you on the show today, Holly. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really excited. And you're coming to, of course, from your studio in the UK, so great to have you here. Thank you very much. Now, you've reached some pretty impressive milestones with the app, but that's surely the result of trial and error along the way. Could you tell us a little bit about that journey, maybe starting with how you made the decision to even create and stick with Avakin Life? Yeah, so when, when we started the, on mobile, we, we came off the PS3 of something called PlayStation Home, and we were uh, so it was a great business model we were engaged with there and the first thing the first assumption we made was that we didn't really know anything about mobile and um, we knew we knew that it would be tough and uh, we could see that people were buying users and so on and it was gradually getting more and more expensive but so what we did to start with is that we came up with like a setup which allowed us to relatively quickly test different parts of the store and this is kind of this is kind of not, nothing new, really. I mean, you, you saw Singer do something similar uh, in the past, where they kind of probed uh, interest in their apps, you know, just by releasing like a landing page and so on. So it's kind of it's, it's not a hugely new approach, but yeah. We, so we we made an initial bet on a on a poker app, and which was kind of the thing that you know we felt was some could be something that uh, we very quickly found out that uh, you know that was a huge mistake. Even though the game was it was pretty good, even though what it was mistake kind of, why? Just because we didn't have enough data on what was happening there in the story. Retrospectively, actually, we should have known that people, uh, you know, companies, uh, you know, there's a very competitive area. You know, we the actual gambling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is where you can actually afford to pay the most per user. So retrospectively, but. I didn't realize actually how incredibly aggressive that is on the store. I expected it to be a, uh, to be a competition, but not uh, so incredibly. It, it was practically invisible. And but with it, we released uh, like an avatar creator, and uh, we didn't want anyone to find the avatar creator because that was just kind of something you used that for you know dressing up your avatar once um, you know once you had been in the game. But we could see that the avatar creator got quite a decent amount of downloads, even though we didn't want anyone to find it. So in a way you were like testing, you were saying, okay, I'll throw out the poker app because that's the one I think people will go for. They didn't go for that. And then indirectly, they went to your avatar app. So in a way, there you also didn't spend anything. It was just, you know, trying and testing your app in the app store, you know, setting up a landing page and in the app store and finding out that people are going to that app. Yeah, I mean... Another thing that's important to mention is that uh, we released it actually on two different platforms to start with, both on iOS and Google Play. And 
And later on, I think uh, we were also on Amazon. But uh, what we found out was there was quite a big difference in, in discoverability between the platforms. And, you know, with a kind of more organic traffic we found on Google Play. The actual store at that time on Google Play was a little bit different. You actually could kind of browse through more of a list of apps, um, which changed a little bit later. We can talk about that later if you want. But, but essentially, yeah, there was we could we could see that there was this kind of steady flow of organic traffic on the store, mixed in like you know with paid installs and and but you know yeah we could see that they were kind of underserved areas in the store and. We uh, we released then another app, kind of more towards the actual uh, the avatar creator in this kind of feel. And, and so, um, how, you know, generally, how did you manage to attract an audience without running into the tough competition? Yeah, so kind of retrospectively, obviously, you know, it would be nice to be able to say, oh, we, you know, we just kind of had some sort of genius plan, and it kind of is <laughs> 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 not like that at all. I don't want so to. You're not a genius, that. Holly. You didn't. We're that. not. No, unfortunately, <laughs> not. If, uh, <laughs> No, the, retrospectively, when we kind of look back, then it kind of makes sense. If you look at the store, you will see, I mean, mobile has this kind of premise that you, with a small team, you can make the game you always wanted to make. And, you know, it, it can, you know that, that's a kind of like the premise of it. And a lot of people do that. They set up one, two, three, four-man teams. They make the game they always wanted to make. The problem is that most of those people are in the same demographic. They're making the games usually for themselves. And uh, we kind of, in a way, we kind of did that with the poker. We kind of, you know, we like poker, so we kind of made poker. But then you kind of have to you let go of that a little bit um, to find some sort of one diagram of things you like and, and things you like to make uh, mixed with actually where is the demand for that? Is there a demand for it? And uh, obviously on the store, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the the areas where you have very experienced game developers coming into mobile, they tend to be men of a certain age. Um, they're making games for themselves. So those areas are absolute carnage and, uh, to, you know, too brutal to get into. I mean, you always want to be, if you're starting off early in an emerging market, that's like the best scenario. But you just have to make sure you have a, you can sustain yourself. I mean, we did it in the beginning through kind of work for hire. That's kind of how we got started. And then we started self-publishing. And just by bit by bit, kind of, got our way into it um if you obviously if you get um investment that can obviously work as well but last until kind of sustainable or you can get yourself uh, in the air kind of thing but i recommend the you know just uh, the slowly give yourself a lot of time that's kind of what we did both and we had a very small setup to start with and we're just waiting in a way for things to emerge and then you know so it's kind of yeah it's just it's mostly about giving yourself a lot of time it, it will come there. I think, you know, the opportunity will, will, will get there. But it's also changing. I mean, as Shahab pointed out, you know, we don't have it in Europe. I can't tell you about but I've heard about, you know, Pokemon Go is just crushing it. So it seems like it might not be such an uncontested market. So it might even be better to just stay away and let the big guys do it. I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about that technology and jumping in? I think people who are in games, I mean, you're, you're in games because you love creating things and nobody's going to stop you from doing that. <laughs> you know, even, yeah, you, you know, I, I kind of believe in that. You, you, you want to be in that business. It's creative. It's very rewarding. There are some great people in it. You just, then it's just, okay, how am I going to make a living? How am I going to get going in it? And I think actually the kind of the digital marketplaces are evolving in a way where it's going to be easier for you to find your niche. 
and you will always have those kind of big winners. But if you look in, you know, music, for example, you had you obviously have the big stars, and uh, but you also have mechanisms like Spotify and these kind of recommendation systems and engines, which are you know allow people to find things uh, much more accurately that they actually like. But also, you have also got the even though we did uh, find our users uh, organically. The actual paid acquisition model prob- will probably get more niche in itself, which means that you potentially would find it cheaper to find your audience there if you can really target it accurately. Mm-hmm. So, it, but I mean, that's the exciting thing about games is that they change so fast. The whole environment changes incredibly fast, and there will there are loads of opportunities that are, are coming up as a result of it. They may not be obvious, you know. They may not be. Uh, there may be something to do with the mechanics of how uh, discovery takes place or how you, or it could be almost anything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the exciting thing about it. I, I, you know, the thing to do is just decide I'm going to do it and then you, you, then you find a way to do it. And find that niche, which is what I'm hearing all the way through mm. the show, Holly, is, you know, like a thread going through here is just find that niche, go where there's an uncontested market, you know, be an indie, be true to yourself, be true to your craft but also keep looking for that niche. And that niche may also be going uh, forward into the future in uh, AR and VR as well. So a lot of good advice for independent developers and for listeners. Uh, what about you, Holly? Where can they stay? How can they stay in touch with you? Where can they find you if they want to continue the conversation or hear more about tips and ways to achieve success? They can find me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best. I tend not to use Twitter that much. I'm very socially awkward when it comes to social media. Well, well you're, you're building uh, your games, so that's an excuse. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So it's on, I'm from Icelandic, so they, we don't have it. <laughs> nobody, say, nobody says anything up there. So. Except some amazing games in the European Championships. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, that was my favorite team. But anyway, so LinkedIn is the place, and that's Holly Bellet for our listeners at H A L L I B. J-O-R-N-S-S-O-N. So look for you there. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm.
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at cranberry.fm. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio. The following is an encore segment of Mobile Presence. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And I'm Shahab Zagari with Higher Ground Creative Agency. And our guest today, Psychala Seltanova, UA expert at Space Ape Games. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's what I hear at every conference, Shahab. You know, it's test, mm-hmm. implement, uh, you know, rinse and repeat, figure out what works, figure out how to repeat it. You know, it's, it's just never-ending work. And um, there are a lot of key questions to consider. How much do I need to spend? You know, how many networks should I use? What are the pros and cons of these ad networks? What are the metrics that really matter? You know, is it? Yeah. Is and, you know, you know, you, you everything. have, I don't mean to cut you off here, but you have to be a UA ninja to master all the capabilities you need. Uh, and, and, and that would, these UA ninjas aren't just born, you know, you become one. So what are some of the steps of becoming a user acquisition expert? Yes, that's true. All of us, uh, we learn. We learn through uh, testing different things and uh, learning on the job a lot. But I think two most important things for me personally are to work with your vendors, with your um, tools that you use and vendors really closely, Mm -hmm. uh, technology providers, because they are very smart people. They teach you a lot. Uh, I personally learned a lot about technology from our tool providers. Then the second part is uh, to be keen and open to try new things, even if it's still in beta. And if you have an opportunity to try that closed beta test, I don't know, some advertising product from Google, Facebook or Twitter or any of the other networks that sound good, um, you should always try. And um, if you have a budget, if the budget allows, try to allocate a small amount just for testing. So you never know, because if you're first in a game, um, and you learn first. That means you you can use the momentum to you know for. Yeah, you can use you, what you've learned before anybody yes. else can learn it. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. I mean, you talk about working with vendors. Can you tell me a little bit about how that actually works? I mean, is it something as simple as saying, "Hey, you know, vendor X, I'm using your tool, and I have a question, and what you send them, you you know, you DM them on Twitter, you get to know them in." in other forums. I mean, how does that interaction really sort of take place and then build so that when you have a question or you want to exchange with the vendor that you can? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, that's the kind of works and um, uh, with the vendor and supply and demand side, usually the uh, supply side would contact you first, um, mm-hmm. but you don't have to wait for them. If there is a need for a tool, 
and there is a gap inside your company that you need to fill with a quality tool, you can just go ahead and create a comparison table, um, go and search for different tools and see what the reviews are. Um, search your network, for example, and go and talk to all of the UA experts out there that I know and get references on those tools. Then you talk to the providers as well, get some more information. Always important to read their FAQs, any, any kind of tech documentation that they provide, because that's an indication um, of how good they are, what kind of support they provide uh, going forward as well. Um, these sort of things. And then you just need to test. Because only and, test will show if it works or not. Right. And and what about your pick of tools? I mean, what what are you currently excited about right now? Well, right now I'm quite excited because um, it's been a while since I compared and um, compared, contrasted, reviewed mobile tracking providers. And um, I actually have that on my task list. We are completing this week. Uh, review mm. of all mobile tracking providers. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, not <laughs> all of them, but the top five. We took the top five with the best technology out there available globally. And uh, we're reviewing them and selecting what's right for us. Are you going to publish that? Is that going to be a blog post or white paper? Uh, yes, I will update. Um, I will not, of course, tell, expose who we selected. Because mm -hmm. everyone, everyone has um, different needs, hence why everyone needs to do their homework. But I will publish the contents, what kind of requirements you should look out for and what oh, should be useful nice. for what. Yeah, And then people just would need to do their own homework, collect information, because otherwise it would be biased, right? So. Mm -hmm. And as you said, I mean, there's different tools for different types of companies. I mean, if you're an indie or a small studio starting out, is there... Not not the actual names of the tools, but are there sort of types of tools that you absolutely have to have? So you need to have, you know, something for attribution, something for tracking, blah, blah, blah. I mean, different tools to do different jobs. What's sort of like the minimum of what you need under your belt? Oh, that's actually quite a good question because I'm also um, advising for a small startup in Australia, Melbourne, and they don't have all that money that big companies have. And so they, they need some tools that are free or cheap enough for them to be able to afford it. Um, what I advise to them is to see what are the free tools. So we explored a few different options. They went ahead with a pay tracking provider, but the cheaper one, I think it was AppSwire at that time. And then there is uh, on analytics side, Google tools are amazing. And super, super cheap. People don't realize how cheap they are. BigQuery, Google Cloud Storage, and all these things help you do almost the same things that um, Amazon S3 does, but um, Amazon Web Services, but at a much lower rate if you are at a lower scale, like a small startup or something. Um, these sort of things. And then when it goes to advertising, if they want to do paid advertising, it's good to go with self-service tools. Um, so all of them, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google AdWords are perfect. So you have full control of how much you spend and when to stop. And the future of user acquisition, what direction is it going in? I mean, it's like all marketing and customer acquisition is obviously data-driven. Um, what's the impact of this trend? I think the impact of this trend, we are not going to be less, less data-driven in the future. I think we are going to be more accurate with better tools in the future. Mm -hmm. But the way I see the way it's trending, 
up and down with the user acquisition. It goes together with um, with the product. And now it's a big thing on IPs, um, celebrities, apps develop games developed for celebrities, and so on. Now also above the line advertising measurement is a big thing as well. How do you measure that TV and the billboard and influencers? And then by country, China is hot right now. Everybody wants to go to China, but does anyone realize how difficult it is? I mean, it's just amazing the list of how this just keeps on expanding. Um, you know, the the challenges we we were talking a little bit about China last year, but not anything like it is now. So I mean, there's just uh, you know, just a huge challenge in just staying current with everything that's going out there and and the best practices from your peers, etc. I mean, one approach is, of course, I guess, to read <laughs> a lot. But another is I want to hear something about the approach you're taking, Saikala, because as I understand it, you're also spearheading a new organization that is really all about this, just sharing a lot of information and knowledge. Thank you, Peggy. This is... Uh not-for-profit initiative from a few European very big and successful companies around Europe. Among those, Rovio, Social Point, Wulga Nordius, Good Game Studio, Ubisoft, Miniclip, and Space Ape Games, of course, and to name a few, a few UA experts. We kind of got bored from uh, getting UA 101 knowledge from majority of the conference and conventions, but of course they have to do that because um, there's a wider demographic targeting, wider audience targeting. So we wanted to create, some, we wanted to change that. We want to create something small, um, around 100 people, and see how can we get together, brainstorm, share knowledge, debate, discuss things that we really care about and learn from each other and foster the education spirit of it, which is great. So surprisingly enough, or not surprisingly, I found, or we found, many peers alike in the industry and uh, also now supporters who are supporting us to bring these events together. What can our listeners maybe listening in saying, hey, can't make the trek to London, maybe, but still want to be involved or follow some of the content around the event? What would they have to do? Well, of course, we would like you to come to London and come in person and meet us. And <laughs> yeah, have Shahad, a great let's, time. let's do that. <laughs> Let's yeah, let's. But but we understand not everybody can jump can jump on the plane and just come over like that, right? With a week's notice. So uh, for anyone who's curious and would like to find out more and see how to get involved, um, you can just email to welcome at uasociety.com. And you can also check out our website, uasociety.com, and contact us there. Yeah. So that email goes to the rest of the committee because that's how we try to manage our society. So it's not, um, it's, you know, we listen to the audience and see what we need to do. And just reach out to us and we can talk and see how can we help and if we can help. And maybe how can you help us learn something new? We're always open for new things. And we'll probably have you back again at some point, Psychology, to tell us more about user acquisition and the UA Society. But for now, thanks again for joining us for Mobile Presence. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. 
Brands, premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands, Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands, let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio. The following is an encore segment of Mobile Presence. And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And I'm Shahab Zagari with Higher Ground Creative Agency. Really excited to to have Greg Gilderman, Senior Executive Producer at The Weather Company, as our guest today to discuss the mobile video megatrend and offer advice to companies who want to deliver killer video content to engage their audiences and build their brand. Welcome, Greg. I'm not giving anyone any good advice. I'm just telling you right now (laughs) that I'm keeping all of my secrets until you give that hours figure, and it's strictly Weather Channel video, 5 billion hours or whatever it is. Spoken like a true supervillain. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's <laughs> give us at least the tip of the iceberg here. Okay, so what's the question? I'm sorry, I was laughing at my own joke that I uh, so much. Well, I forgot the question. Let's, let's start with a little bit of background about yourself. Uh, you know, where your passion for video comes from. Yeah, absolutely. So I started in network television. I went to the Columbia Journalism School, where I'm excited to uh, teach part time when I can squeeze in a little bit. You know, in the summer. Uh, you know, and I think like a lot of people, I got into network TV, and you would just go to even if you went to the best show, something like 60 Minutes. If you love journalism, it could be 10. You know, years before you actually got to have any real editorial effect on uh, on the programming, on what you were working on, you would just have to work your way up this ladder. And uh, of course, you know, this was you know ten, fifteen years ago, but you could see also that you know maybe there were some problems with the business, and you'd hear about layoffs. You know, even if you were on kind of the entry level uh, side of things. At the same time, I loved. Technology, working with cameras, you know, nonlinear editing, some of the cameras that came out back then, some of your old school video journalists might remember those Sony PD-150s and PD-170s. You'd actually have really high quality video from 
camcorders. So I left network TV to start the first digital video unit for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Then I was pulled, What year was that? Uh, that was 07. Mm-hmm. And that was really exciting. It was sort of within a more traditional news organization, of course. But we got a lot of cool things going there. And uh, I was offered a job in New York with this crazy startup that was called Read This, Skip That. I was employee number three. And that, before launch, our brilliant editor-in-chief, Tina Brown, decided to call it The Daily Beast. So I was the first to launch the video unit for The Daily Beast. Oh, and that that's was really- cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really exciting. And actually, if you remember, that was in October of 08. So I didn't spend a lot of time in the newspaper business. But uh, which you think this election is crazy. That election was really crazy. That was Barack Obama, you know, uh, uh, running uh, at the time. So it was a great time to get started in the news business, even though, um, you know, the financial crisis was starting to unfold. So that was a digital first organization. And I I spent a good amount of time there. And then... uh, uh, three and a half years ago, came to the Weather Channel. And, and I mean, I have to say, it's it's really interesting to have one show, but now you've launched a second show. So tell me about your, your lineup there, especially for, for listeners who might not know about it or maybe overseas, because uh, these, aren't, these are shows at specific times, but also a very specific sort of look and feel to them. You know, very, very dramatic, for one thing. Yes, yes. And, it, you know, it kind of ties back to something you guys were saying about the volume of video and, uh, you know, how we think a lot about, yes, there's a lot of video, but how can we, if video becomes a commodity, if every, you know, everyone's doing it the same way, how do we distinguish ourselves? Mm-hmm. So we obviously have a really big audience. We're very fortunate, knock on wood. You know, some days our app has a bigger audience than Twitter or ESPN. So we have a ton of video content, but we thought, you know, and there's a lot of technological, tactical stuff that we do with our video in terms of how long they are and how we tell stories uh, that's really kind of data and analytically driven. But, you know, our guts told us that people still like to connect to a human being even in a mobile-first world. So what if we took the insights we had around video consumption, but we added some really cool people who authentically really care about this subject matter? Is that going to resonate with people? So we brought in Al Roker to be the first host of The Lift, which is our morning show, which appears in your app every morning at 6 a.m., which will have... Three big weather stories and uh, then three kind of science, weather-related, you know, maybe one fun viral video, a package of six videos every morning at six. His co-host was Dominica Davis, who is fantastic and, and was on the Today Show. You know, younger than Al, but they were a great duo. Al, who's always doing a billion things, is now often doing something else after he helped us successfully launch that, uh, launch the lift. So the lift is still going with Dominica. And in uh, a couple months ago, we launched a show called The Ari Effect in the afternoons. And this is really interesting, too, because as you guys know, mobile video, it's not like desktop where people just kind of turn on their computers at work and you get a bump at nine in the morning, local time. People are in their app all day and we even get a bump in the evening around 9 p.m. Eastern. So Ari's show is targeted at folks who are looking later in the day or are maybe on the uh, West Coast looking during the day, uh, around 4 p.m. Eastern. So Ari is a really talented atmospheric scientist slash meteorologist. So he brings his really geeky, nerdy perspective on everything. So we kind of let him spread his wings, 
again, within the confines of what we've learned about digital video, which is, you know, don't have, you know, a 40-minute interview with someone or a cooking segment or something like that that looks like morning TV. So he's, uh, he's doing great in the afternoons. Okay, well, he's he's actually really rocking it, and you make that point about, you know, it's about giving people what they want in video, it's about compelling content, expertise, a little bit of entertainment, so on that, I think what would be a really good idea is to have you back again, Greg. <laughs> we've run out time. <laughs> we're run, we've run out of time, it has just flown by, so how do people stay in touch with you if they want to follow you in social media, or just connect and say, you know, that was fantastic, and I I want to talk more about it. How do they sure. get you, Greg? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm extremely boring on Twitter, but I am at Greg Gilderman, <laughs> G-R-E-G-G-I-L-D-E-R-M-A-N. So I'd love to hear from folks. And you can always uh, ping me through LinkedIn if you want to do that. Probably shouldn't give my email address out, right? That's probably a bad That's idea. Cool social world and uh now we're all intrigued we have to see just how dull your twitter is <laughs> <laughs> two, we're two all gonna it's about the 76ers the basketball team in philadelphia that's about there it there you go we're all gonna run there shahab what about you i can get a hold of me on twitter at shahab zagari z-a-r-g-a-r-i you can also check out our portfolio at Agency. And you can email me, Peggy, at MobileGroove.com. Yes, I gave it away there, Greg. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at Peggy Ann. So thanks, everyone, again, for joining us for Mobile Presence. Remember that new episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to cranberry.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. Thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence. You're inside track to everything you need to engage and reach your target audience with mobile. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.